Good morning and welcome to today's Doctor and Your Heart podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about ways to raise happy infants and children in the 21st century. We're going to be looking at why this topic is very important. We are also going to look at what I call passive parenting. We are also going to look at the five parental practices that create strong bonds and optimal relationship between parents and their infants. We are also going to talk about why active parenting is important. And finally, we're going to talk about the roles cultures play when parents are raising their children. So let's jump into that Newborns, infants, and children are the future of this world. And there's no topic more worthy of discussion than talking about the happiness and social-emotional needs. As a pediatrician and a physician who's been in practice for over 30 years, and as a scholar who has a PhD in infant mental health and childhood development, and also as a parent, I am interested in these topics to share information with parents, especially new ones, so often we lose sight of the newborns and infants. And before we know it, our children are in elementary school, preschool, and of the go to college. So raising newborns and infants is challenging in the 21st century, given the distractions and competing factors of job, careers, and social media such as Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and so forth, televisions and so forth. There's a whole bunch of things competing with parental time in raising newborns and infants. Left alone, many parents raise their newborns passively, which means doing what comes naturally to them. Sometimes passive parenting is insufficient, is not enough to support language, speech, and cognitive growth. So if a parent, a mom, a dad is raising their newborns passively, the interactions, the communications between the parent and the newborn might not be enough to support future learning. The capacity of the baby or the infant to learn and speak and talk, acquire language and speech when they get older. And of course, cognitive development. So newborns and infants have to be raised actively. So let us look at the five parental practices that, when combined, form active parenting behavior, which is in contrast to passive parental behavior. According to researchers in the field of infant mental health, whether you're preparing to raise a prince, a princess, or a child who would live among their peers, newborns require at least five core fundamental behaviors from their caregivers to develop into happy and emotionally stable children. These five core active parenting practices create solid bonds and optimal relationship between caregivers and infants. So what are these five core fundamental parenting practices? They include Number one, being a sensitive caregiver who recognizes and fulfills the newborn's need. In other words, the baby is crying, he 
you check him out or check her out and see what's going on. Or the baby's hungry, you feed the baby. So this is being a sensitive caregiver. Number two, being a caregiver who understands newborn communication cues and responds appropriately. In other words, you're able to read your newborn's official expression, their gestures, their cries, a different type of cries could mean different things. So babies communicate differently, and it is important for caregivers to be able to recognize these skills and respond appropriately. Number three, being a caregiver who provides a calm and soothing environment for the infant to learn and grow. Infants cannot grow in a place that is noisy. They cannot learn in a place that is noisy when people are talking 24 hours a day and the newborn cannot sleep or listen to any meaningful conversation directed to him or her. So provision or providing a soothing and calm environment is part of the five core behaviors or practices that caregivers need to do for their infants to develop into happy babies. Number four is being a caregiver who imagines what it feels like to be a newborn. So imagining what it feels to be like a newborn is a very important aspect of being an active caregiver, a caregiver who raises their baby in an active fashion. So being able to imagine what it feels to be a newborn, a newborn that is vulnerable and needs love and protection, is one of the behaviors that parents who raise their babies actively should be doing. Because if you are, if you imagine what the newborn, what it feels like to be a newborn, you're more eager to attend to your newborn and try to figure out what's going on with them at any moment. Number five, a caregiver who makes time to actively engage with their newborn when they are ready to engage. In other words, given that babies sleep most of the time, especially newborn babies, at the brief moment when they're awake, caregivers should engage them actively, sing for them, play with them, try to look into their eyes and get their attention. So actively engaging baby is one of the five caregiver practices that enhance bonding and strong relationship between caregivers and newborn. So these five parenting practices are the bedrock that supports the growth of infants' healthy emotions such as happiness, empathy, expression of feelings, a child trying to understand the feeling of others, and expressing their feelings as well. A child who knows that things will be okay. A child who takes time to play with others. A child who is able to share their love and, of course, understand their social boundaries. So parent and newborn relationship is an active process. It's not a passive process. It's an active process based on five core parenting practices, which we talked about. So raising a baby should be an active process based on these five core fundamental principles, which we talked about seconds ago. Now, I recommend beginning these active parenting practices early to take advantage of the robust brain growth that begins at birth and continue months after birth. Newborns already have what it takes to participate 
in the unfolding relationship between them and their caregivers. Their ears are listening to voices and lullabies around them. Their eyes are watching and reading facial expressions. Their skin can feel caregivers' warm embrace and touch. Their noses can smell their mother's breast milk. You can differentiate caregivers' smell from others. And their taste buds can tell sweet from sour. So parents can actively engage them through any of these sensory portals while encouraging the newborn to participate in the back and forth mutual engagement. So this is all part of active parenting. Okay, the babies have all these cool sensory portals from which the parents can engage them. We've said this many times, active parenting practices are the fuel that spurs the body newborn's brain to flourish and its neurons to interconnect in different brain areas that would promote healthy social-emotional development, including happiness, empathy, as well as areas of the brain that would support learning, language, speech acquisition, and cognitive development. As you may already know, as a child matures and their environment expands, more people, including siblings, daycare staff, babysitters, school, and their community will impact their social-emotional growth and learning. Still, this initial bonding attachment and quality relationship with caregivers perseveres and carry over to how, as adults, children live with parents and with a larger society, humanity, and the world. So what about cultures? What role does culture play in raising newborns? Well, cultures play an active role in how parents raise their newborns and their values. Parents have their values and sometimes they're very emotional and very committed to their values of how they want to raise their newborns. And of course, sometimes they give these values and plan by asking their parents or their family members or their friends. And sometimes they research online on how to raise their newborns. But culture is a very strong factor in how parents raise their newborns. However, some cultures, some cultural practices must change to align with the best practices and recommendations for raising a happy child. For example, I've heard some parents say to me that picking up the baby when the, they are crying is wrong because that leads to spoiling a baby. That assumption is not correct. Always pick up your baby or check on them when they're fussy or crying. When I engage parents on these issues about how to raise their babies, especially in this 21st century, a lot of them are very emotional. A lot of them are very interested in this topic. But the idea is to bring the baby, the baby's social-emotional need at the center of the discussion to remind parents that just like adults, babies have emotions and that emotion should be cultivated. That emotion should be cared for and catered for and nurtured for it to be healthy. And with a healthy emotion, the baby is ready to conquer the world. So thank you so much for listening.